I'm Ben Davies, and this is The Clear Money Mindset. Yeah, it comes down to constraints, and, and you're forced to think about it when there are constraints. And if you don't place constraints on yourself, you, you, know, you, you end up making choices at the point where those choices have to be made. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm out of money now. What am I going to do? That's right. Uh, and uh, then they're rarely the right ones. Welcome to The Clear Money Mindset, providing you with help and tips to manage your money in a clear and intentional way. I'm your host and financial advisor, Ben Davies. It seems like people are finding it harder and harder to plan out their spending each month. Whether it's a lack of time or lack of taking the time, budgeting for many has fallen by the wayside. That is why when we come across clients who are knocking it out of the park with budgeting, we like to ask what they are doing. We recently heard from a client who has had great success using an app called using an app called Pocketsmith. We reached out to Pocketsmith and their co-founder and CEO Jason Leung agreed to chat with us about budgeting and how their app can help us with that. This was a great conversation and if you're working to keep your cash flow under control, this podcast is for you. Let's listen in. We reached out to Pocketsmith and uh, they were gracious enough to uh, send Jason Leung, who's the co-founder and CEO of Pocketsmith, to join us for a conversation. And Jason, you join me right now. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Ben, thanks so much for having us. Uh, we love being just on the other side of the planet from you. Yeah. Uh, it's good to be here. Yes, it's uh, it's nice to find people who are passionate about the month-to-month spending um the dollars and cents so whenever you meet someone who's geeked about budgeting i often wonder well what's up with them so tell us a bit about your personal background and what makes you passionate about helping people manage their day-to-day finances yeah sure so i um and the rest of the pocketsmith team we we live in new zealand uh we're a new zealand company Uh, but i grew up in malaysia and my parents were pretty good with money dad was a banker and mom was a math teacher. So naturally, nice. I, I had very little interest in either of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to draw comics with my friends. Um, nice. So thankfully, like my parents are really great at planning ahead. And dad had started saving for our college funds in his 20s, even before we were born. Um, wow. So thanks to them, like I coasted along till my early 20s when I started realizing that I really needed to get my finances in order if I wanted to do any anything meaningful in life. So um, that's a bit of sort of my, where I started. So I wasn't a budgeting geek uh, by any measure. Um, and as to what drives my passion for helping people manage their finances, well, I think about how I felt when I first understood my personal finances. I mean, you never forget your first time. I mean, Ben, do you remember your first time? <laughs> You know, the first time you really got your money, um, it's kind of mind blowing, right? So like I, um, I think it was, I was trying to plan for a trip somewhere and I was like, I felt compelled to find out what my future bank balances are going to be based on my current spending and what, what it would be if I adjusted certain things. And so instead, instead of using a spreadsheet, I used iCal on my Mac, you know, like it's the calendar app. Yeah, And I, I started putting in upcoming payments as events. And then I wrote an Apple script 
uh, to, to automate calculating a running daily balance for each day. So if you imagine like a grid view calendar yeah. and in it, like there's like a, a like a an event with a balance. So you could shoot forward. So like it's it's September. You could go to December or into July of next year. You look at any day and you'd have a predicted balance on it. You know, and uh, I was like, this this is working for me. So that that kind of like that was my first that's the first time I really started to understand um, my own money and where I was going. And this forecast became my North Star. Mm. All I had to do uh, to make sure my balances were um, sticking to my plan. So I checked my, my account balances to make sure that it was close to what's in the calendar. Not a rigid budget by any measure. If I overspent somewhere, I cut down on something else. Um, and this feeling of control is like super empowering. And it changed how I saw the world. Like everything made so much more sense. Um, and, you know, I realized that trying to navigate the world without managing your finances is like crossing the road blindfolded, right? Well, um, that's you bring up an interesting point because with most people, part of, I think anyway, not getting into a budget is just the fear of seeing it. So having the courage to say, mm-hmm. I actually want to know ahead of time in the future what my bank balance looks like, whether dismal or positive. Um, yeah, that's half of the battle, I think, is getting over that fear of actually wanting to see it and seeing reality with money because we don't really like it sometimes. It's a huge it's a huge battle. Um, and, you know, there for me, when I think about my financial journey, there's there's the, the before, you know, um, I was interested in my bank balances and my my finances and and after. And the before is kind of like a dark time. Um, so I totally understand. I, I get it. it. It's easier to to not have to think about it. But when sure. I think about the, the, the anxiety and the stress associated with that, I didn't think it was directly related. Uh, but now I know. Um, it's just, you know, it's so much more empowering to, to just look at it. Um, it's it's hilarious because you know some of the reviews of Pocketsmith on Twitter are like you know hey I, I signed up for Pocketsmith and and I and I finally got an idea of where I am financially and oh my god it's terrible it's, uh, <laughs> it's, and I paid for it <laughs> is that good or bad I think that's really good you know it is it is really good so feeling that first time all over again for me it's fantastic it's like yeah i know i know how it feels when you you know when you when your world is illuminated uh, yeah. around your money it's fantastic and that's why we do it you know just to get that feeling over and over again yeah and that relieving that stress from people's lives i mean you you know how how much of people's hardship in life revolves around around money and <laughs> Math is a funny thing in in uh, planning with people on the other end of things uh, like retirement. We always say, you know, you have to have a start and an end. So yeah. I don't know when somebody's going to uh, pass away, <laughs> but we have to make a guess because math doesn't work that way if you don't. So um, much in the same way, if you don't even know where you're starting from, mm. you have no idea where you're headed. Um, and I think that's part of the fear, too. Oh, man. And it's a tough conversation to have with clients because not only do you have to get them over the hump of the start, you've got to talk about death. Okay, yeah. so when do you think you're going to expire? Well, it's a not an easy conversation to have. So it's it's two big challenges. 
Um, but it's a reality, isn't it? Because if you're not prepared for it, you know, the, like it's, I think a lot of people aren't really prepared for retirement now. And, uh, you know, they're going to be working all the way to the very end. And it, that's, that's no life to live. Yeah. So the bottom line is you gotta, you gotta kind of look under the hood once in a while or more than once in a while, because whether you do or not, if you if the car's breaking down, you yeah. not looking at, it's not going to help you any. Um, so there's a lot of software out there for this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. one of the things I was thinking as the, the word pocket Smith came across our radar is why another app? Like what makes this one different? The client we spoke to about this, she was very adamant. This is different than any budgeting software I've seen. So when you, when you guys were looking at making this, yeah. what made you think, you know what, the, the marketplace needs one more piece of software to help with money. <laughs> so here's the thing. Do you know we're 14 years old? So no. we were founded in 2008. We're like, um, fintech wasn't really even a thing back then, I don't think. I don't think that no, was really no. need around. Um, Mint had launched maybe the year prior, 2007. Um, and the thing is, we didn't even see Pocketsmith as a budgeting app back then. So hmm. we, were, we didn't think we were launching a new budgeting app into the market. So number one, not too many apps of this ilk back then, today, super commonplace. But we went like, no, oh, this isn't FinTech. Um, this was purely an app that did my calendar and Apple script thing, you know, huh. except it's much nicer to use. And the yeah. goal was always to put the power of cash flow projections into people's hands and give them a new intuitive way of thinking about their money and about managing their money. And then, you know, some visuals that would help them get the same insights that I did. So breaking away from spreadsheets or tables and, and looking at, at the calendar. And there's nothing yeah. out there that represented money the way I saw it then. Uh, and that's why it's so exciting for us. They're like, hey, let's just make this and 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 uh, put it out there. So we, we yeah. hammered something together inside of a month, I think, uh, and put the alpha out there. Um, and in a couple of months, we got the beta um, because there's no personal cash flow forecasting software, probably still not many if if you really think about it. Um, none of the visualizations I wanted for myself. And it was only during our beta phase that when we when we got a lot of customer feedback, uh, that we started adding on the other features. So they said, look, the forecasting is really great, but I need to compare this to my actuals. I need to, you know, you need to have the stuff that the other, you know, budgeting software uh, like Mint, like, you know, yeah. like what they have. And I was like, what do they have? So, <laughs> so like, all right, great, boring stuff. I had, a, I had to fight my co-founders to actually put transactions into our product. I was like, oh, I don't want it. And they're like, no, you know what? This is going to be really important. And that's, that's kind of funny. Parts. Yeah, I know it's nuts, right? So now we've got transactions and, and our users wanted budgeting, reports, automatic bank feeds, so on and so forth. So there was... So to answer your question, why was there a need? Yeah, it's just still, you know, it's still, people still don't really um, get forecasting, right? So a lot of budgeting tools are historical. They're like, yeah, this is like, we're setting some some uh, boundaries. Uh, let's see how you did. Uh, but man, you know, if you could see into the future, like you could, it's a time machine, right? You, If you yeah. knew exactly what was going to happen in the future, you'd make the best changes for yourself right now. And that's, that's the mindset we want to get people into. That's neat because I find with people, 
when we sit down to do budgeting, we give ourselves a lot more uh, mathematical credit than um, <laughs> we live with. You know what I mean? Like most financial decisions are emotional. And so yes. people have this idea, well, if I'm sitting down to do a budget, I have to take off my emotional hat. I have to put on my accounting hat, which I'm not used to wearing. And then a month or two down the road, I realized this accounting hat sucks. Like I don't <laughs> actually like being the accountant. So what what's missing in a lot of places is hope, right? Like you need that hope to, okay, so you want me to change my life. All right, yes. why? So I like that you're mentioning the forecast side of it because that is lacking. And there, there's this idea of, well, if you do this, you'll eventually look like what you want. But you guys have built that in so you can see, okay, if we make sacrifice A, yeah. then we're going to get reward B and that's worth it. That's important. That's great. Yeah, this is it, it's pretty much exactly what I tell some people about, you know, what a forecast is like. It's like if you could go to a, if you went to the gym, right, and you looked in the mirror and the mirror yeah. showed you what you were going to be looking like in a year from now, if you did this thing. So if your goals were to lose some weight or build muscle or be able to run, you know, a hundred miles, yeah. um, you know, if the mirror could show that to you, you'd be like, yep. Okay, great. Lock me in. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to work my way towards that. This is why I'm going to do it. Um, and that's, that's the analogy for us, you know, in a financial sense, if you could see where you're going to be in the future, uh, you know, it gives you hope. It gives you yeah. a reason to, to make those sacrifices, as he said. So Jason, we've, we've talked a bit about my next question, but backing up from the software for a minute, then we'll go back to mm -hmm. it. What are some benefits that you think people get from budgeting or cash flow planning? Um, whatever word we use to, to basically say, plan what you spend every month. Yeah. Well, I, I think the benefits, they differ depending on which camp you fall into. So you're, if you're struggling to make ends meet, then a budget, like it's crucial, right? Because it's a tool that can give you a degree of financial security and comfort uh, when times are tough. And I mean, times are tough right sure. now with rising costs everywhere. So if you're living paycheck to paycheck, a budget can do a lot to alleviate the stress and anxiety that you'll be feeling about money. Uh, and financial stress, as we know, puts strain on the other parts of your life, your relationships, your health, uh, your ability to focus at work. So yeah. it's really important to keep that financial stress in check and the budget is a great place to start. If you're in the other camp, you've got a bit more breathing room and then a budget gives you more control over your financial future. So that mirror that we were talking about and the flow on benefit is that just gives you more options. And every financial advisor I've spoken to, and I, I, I don't think you're gonna be the exception, they tell me that their clients always underestimate their spending and yeah. overestimate their earning, right? Yeah. Always, like no one ever comes to you and, and like, you know what, I'm just gonna pull a number out of the air and I'm gonna get it right. What, in what universe does that ever happen? Um, so, well, people think they're saving all, all often turns out to be less in reality. So a budget actually, you know, sort of gives you, gives you more options. The more you save, the more options you have. Um, but there are a couple of benefits that are probably less talked about that I'm very passionate about. So we're a company of humanists. And one is the benefit, like budgeting, the benefit yep. you get is, um, the benefit you get from restraining your spending. And two is, is what you end up learning about yourself. 
So on restraining your spending, and, and you mentioned, uh, you know, the sacrifices that you make, right? So people frequently spend more the more they earn. And you find that? Um, yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. Makes it, I find it makes it worse. I tell people, listen, if you make 200000 and you've you've got to correct your spending by 20%, that's a big deal than if you make 70000 and have to correct your spending by 20%. So the more you make, the harder it is, I find. Yeah, that's very true. What do you call that? Is it just, it's like creep, uh, some sort of creep, expense creep or yeah, we, lifestyle creep? We like to spend money. <laughs> we like to spend money if we have it. <laughs> um, and it's fair. I mean, you've literally earned it, right? So, like, why not treat yourself? But if it, become, if it becomes habitual, then you end up pushing up your own cost of living. And here's the thing. It ends up costing more to be happy. And that yeah. is fascinating to me. So, um, I have like a, I like to go on Quora, you know, the Quora, the website where you, you see people ask questions from experts yep. and stuff. And um, I look for, uh, like, people ask uh what is it like um, millionaires, people who've made a ton of money very, very suddenly. Uh, what does it feel like, man? Like, what did you do with it? And often, and you know, you should go and have a look because it, it's, it's, it's fascinating. They'll say, look, you know, here's what I did. I went and bought the supercars. I bought the mansions. I flew yeah. around the world first class, stayed at the best hotels. Then I came home and I realized that, Nothing is really that different. Uh, you know, the house is huge. Huh. There's a bunch of yeah. metal in the garage, but it hasn't really changed very much. But what I found is that I'm finding it harder to trust people and that it's a lot more expensive to be happy. And yeah. there were other people who said, you know what? Like I, I went out and I splurged, uh, but then I made sure that I flew a coach, I flew economy because when you get used to the luxury, that's your baseline for yeah. what makes you happy, right? Isn't yeah. that horrifying? It's like, well, you've put yourself in that situation. So, you know, I like to think if you set yourself a budget and you occasionally let yourself break it for a treat, those treats will be so much more impactful and you'll, right. you'll have so much more put aside as well. So the second thing that I think is really cool is that when you have those limits in place, you learn more about what you value. And I mean, I don't have a limitless budget. Not many people do. And by paying attention to what I've been spending my money on, I've, you know, and what I've naturally just prioritized, I know uh, myself that I, ex I value experiences more than things. I wouldn't have thought that about myself uh, if my finances in Pocketsmith weren't evidence of what I actually spend my money on. So like food in particular, Oh man, you know, like I'd spend anything on food. It's insane. <laughs> it goes into my body and it comes out. Um, I love electronics. I love toys, but I really, I think twice, three times, four times about like, should I drop some money on, on a brand new TV? No, you know, like my TV is eight years old. Um, because I, I know that I intrinsically value experiences more. And so Having a budget um, forces you to put constraints and, and forces you to really uh, treat yourself based on your own values. And I think that's super important. A lot of people don't know that about themselves, right? Like what 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 do they yeah. um, what would they make a choice about given A or B? Well, so, I yeah. think when you're younger too, um, we like to do this calculator for people 
um, the lifetime value calculator. You take it takes your income potential over time and gives you a number of like between now and 65, this is what you'll make. A lot of people don't realize like that is what you'll make. So um, barring, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, lottery win or something like that, or maybe you start a company and it just goes way better than you think that money's not makeable again. So you may be able to make more money next year, but you can't actually go back and make that dollar twice. So you're spending it for its final time in your lifetime. It's gone. Oh my God. <laughs> so most, I think of this, like the, the one thing I love about being a financial advisor is you get the privilege of peeking into life at different stages mm. and you find exactly what you said. People, people's value system is spent out. Like there's a monetary value to your value system. If you want experiences that that'll cost you, if you want to be giving that will cost you something. So yeah. what you find a lot is people get to 75 and they're like, man, I spent my money and my time totally different than my value system Oh, that, no. that I thought I had. Do you know what I mean? So we think, yeah. I wish I spent more time with my kids. I wish I did this. I wish I did that. But that's heartbreaking, right? That like, was a I mean, lifetime of. Uh, so on the flip side of that, no, not just to be negative is like that's yeah. the empower, empowerment of budgeting is you can make sure step like day by day. Mm. Your values are lived out in how you spend your money. Not that we'll never have regret, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it comes down to constraints and, and you're forced to think about it when there are constraints. And if you don't place constraints on yourself, you, you know, you, you end up making choices at the point where those choices have to be made. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm out of money now. What am I going to do? That's right. Uh, and uh, then they're rarely the right ones. Um, and that, that, that conversation about, you know, like someone thinking back from 75, that's a really powerful, you know, it, it, it triggers some pretty strong emotions in me thinking about that. Um, so I, I, I love that you, you, you use that as an anecdote for your clients because, you know, heck, you've got another 40 years to go. Uh, yeah. Let's start, you know, let's start thinking about the life you want to live, right? Yep. So what do you, what do you think, or sorry, why do you think it's uh, so hard for people to budget in the first place and then to keep up with it. Cause you see a lot of people start for a month um, mm. and then mm. they stop. Why do you think that is? It's pretty much related to exactly what you said before. You know, I, I think budgeting will be harder for people who haven't understood yet why they're budgeting. I mean, you've got to have a reason and a goal and you've got to believe that it's worth the effort. And I think if you don't care enough about that reason, then you won't care enough about the budget. Um, and maybe it's the case that you don't understand the consequences of not having the budget, um, yeah. which is why it's so important to talk to people about money and to be curious about it. I mean, financial literacy is a worldwide problem. I don't think our educational systems are doing it nearly enough to prepare people for no. a world. You know, like finance is like moving at light speed. Um, we're yeah, still and I I think part of that yeah. too is Jason, we, there's so much debt in the world that you look at your neighbor and you just assume that, you know, they're oh. doing fine. So I can't talk to them about money because I'm just yeah. going to find out I stink and they're awesome. But 
people are pretty much the same. Like we could really benefit from being a lot more open about how we're doing. I think. Yep. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It's a massive taboo. It is. It's absolutely a taboo here in New Zealand. Um, yeah. Our cousins over in Australia are a little bit better about talking about money, but still, you know, every nation thinks, you know what, we could be better at money. We could be better about um, sort of sharing the load, helping each other out. But there's so much tied into, I mean, it's the whole status thing as well, right? How much you have, um, how you how you seem, how you appear, as you said, you know, my neighbor seems to be doing really well. Um, I just don't want to, I don't want them to think I stink at money. Um, yeah. So much of the world is funded by debt. Um, yeah. And I, I think, you know, for, for those people who think, look, you know, budgeting's hard. It's like, like, I often think it's like dieting or exercise. Um, likewise, like if someone doesn't have a goal or a reason to start a diet or to start exercising, it's like, it's really unusual to have them say out of the blue, well, you know what? I'm going to eat less now. I'm yeah. going to go running every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to start a budget. Oh, good for you. That's not going to happen. Like, you never <laughs> so that can't be the goal in itself. <laughs> so, so what would you say is so somebody's starting out for the first time? Yeah. What would be some tips you would give them to say, start doing this or think of this or um, yeah, just some I mean, things for people starting out? I think I think you've got to think about why you want to budget and and it, it like it's it could be a super small thing right but it's got to be really meaningful to you and um you know most people think that a budget's like a full on mathematical mathalon <laughs> you sit and you account for every you put on the very uncomfortable woolen scratchy budgeting hat and it's too tight and it's no fun at all. And you got to slog away through every last detail in your life to get to the end. That's not the case at all, right? You you know, it could be. Yeah. For me, it was, um, again, you know, like I, you know, and, and, and that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people need to know is that budgets and financial management come in all shapes and sizes. And, uh, you know, and, and people are wired differently. And it's, as, as a financial advisor, as you well know, like it's about, finding what really you know how 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 they get money right yeah. um and it's so much there's so much associated with it like you know your upbringing how your parents talked about money how they how they taught you about money or not yes um your friends all of that shapes the person that you are and your perspective on money so you know number one no judgment zone you are who you are. You got to find your own journey, and you got to find your own way that your brain maps to your money journey. So, um, always like start really small is my tip. Find a hook, and for me, it was um, certainly uh, not coming from a position of privilege where my dad was in finance and my mom knew math. No, no, I was I sucked at those two things. It was about <laughs> um, wanting to be able to to afford a trip home from New Zealand to see them. You know, I wanted to make sure I had enough in my bank account to get to that point. And, and as I've talked about it, you know, my goal was to just make sure my bank balances tracked a, a, a according to my plan. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a cash flow based budget. Um, but think about why you want to budget. I think really visualize the goal. And we talked about the mirror. So like take the time to imagine what life is like when you do have that goal 
and then start simple. You're not expected to get off the couch and run a marathon. Yes. You know, it's like learning any new activity. Take it one step at a time. And the best first step that you can take when you're budgeting is to categorize your spending. Like really okay. understand where your money is going, how much yep. you're spending on food or going out, travel, video games or booze. Like knowing this will help you understand what you like to change. And from there, just pick a couple of categories, set some limits, you know, spend 50 bucks less a week on going out. You know, that's a budget. Um, and when you've like, you test it out, right? Beat the budget a couple of times, build your confidence and then start budgeting for the other categories in your life. Yeah, that's a good point because people often do exactly what you said. They go from no budget at all to the let's run a marathon. And that probably alludes to why people give up so easily because if, I mean, uh, our um, one of my sons uh, is uh, starting to run uh, cross country. And so uh, he, he's he's younger. He's he's uh, under 10. And so I asked him how it's going. And he's like, well, he's like, it's going good. He's like, I'm not as fast as I want to be. He's like, but dad, I didn't actually start to like win. I just <laughs> I wanted to run more so that I could be in better shape. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. Dude, that's incredible. I mean, the like, only... how, does he, how does he have the presence of mind when he's not even 10 years old to want to be in better shape? I would have been stuffing chocolate into my face. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it it's the same mindset with money. It's like, don't, don't uh, like paint the picture of what you want to be, but get there. And yeah. it's going to be slow at first. So uh, that's where I think pocket is going to come in for people. And, uh, we're always so interested in giving people more tools to help them because just like you said, like some systems, some programs work better for some than others. Um, This one seems to have more of a forecasting ability in it that is different. Um, Mm. So what is Pocketsmith exactly? We've talked about it a bit, but how can it help people manage their budget um, in a way that would help them stick with it? I really love that that um, that customer of yours said that we're unlike anything she's ever seen. It's I like it. It's really made my night. Um, so I'll, I'll start with the basics. Like PocketSmith is online personal finance software. Uh, if you're familiar with Mint.com and Quicken, yep. you'll be familiar with some of the features we have as a PFM. Uh, we connect to banks and other financial institutions so you can sync your accounts and you can securely see all of your data in one place. And we're in 190 countries, so we're a global product, and our customers access over 14,000 banks worldwide. And so this is how we give you pretty much a real-time combined view of your money, so you can track and categorize the spending, make budgets, and see reports, the basic stuff. The jewel in our crown is the thing that blew my mind about money management way back when, and that's cash flow forecasting. It's our most popular feature alongside our calendar, and in it, You can see your daily projected bank balances and upcoming bills and budgets so you can organize your financial life like your regular life. And Mm -hmm. it's really effective at helping people manage your budget because of this. And it's visual, it's tactile, so it's got quite a different approach to money. The other thing is that really it also adapts to your situation and your lifestyle because it's got a ton of tools. So we, we give you access to the whole shed and you pick the tools that are right for the job. So you could be nice. a forecaster, an intense budgeter, or a minimalist, big thinker, or detail-oriented, doesn't matter. 
you're able to configure it to work just the way you want it to. And we made it this way because personal finance, it's not a one size fits all problem to solve. Absolutely. And people's lives, yeah, right. You know this. You talk to a ton of people. Um, people's lives are way too interesting for a cookie cutter system. Cookie cutter is a, an easy way to build a product because you're like, hey, here's the thing, do it this way. Uh, great. Is this going to be good for you as a person with actual, you know, things to do in your life that yeah, you're not yeah. like every other person? No, no. So, I mean, it's harder. I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard building a product that uh, is super customizable, but it's so rewarding. So the fact is we all manage, we all see and manage money in a slightly unique way. And our product is a love letter to people who know this. Nice, nice. Uh, so we've talked a bit about the product itself. You've mentioned what makes it unique. I'm, I'm interested. You've got me interested to go in and because actually that's one of the first things I looked at is, can I get my banking info imported? Does it work in Canada? The answer is yes. I've checked that because I'm going to have a hard time convincing anyone on a program where they're going to have to input <laughs> those things alone. sections <laughs> but it seems like the thing that that's unique is this forecast ability and that from what we've seen i mean in a lot of ways uh just thinking of some of the programs i've i've used there's quite a few that i've tested out that's not there at least not to a great degree mm. a lot of that's more so in like financial planning software but this is kind of like forecasting day to day, which is cool. Um, so how do how does somebody get started? So like somebody's looking at the program, they want to test it out. How does someone get started on it? And what are a few, I guess, tips or tricks you would say people could utilize as they get going with Pocketsmith specifically? Uh, well, come find us at pocketsmith.com and follow your notes from there. You can sign up for a free subscription okay. uh, and they'll give you access to all of our features actually. Uh, except for bank feed. So you can make your own, you can enter your own transactions, you can upload files. We've got a great uploader and that'll give you, give you a chance to get a feel for the product. And we've got lots of hobbyist budgeters who just need a handful of budgets. Um, they can use that, just wonderfully. Yeah. Um, if you want to connect to your bank feeds, we've got premium and super plans. Uh, and on our website, uh, we've got a blog where we write about not just budgeting, because budgeting in itself is kind of boring, but we we love anything about personal finance. I mean, the world of money is fascinating. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it inspires crime and passion and, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know, like uh, innovation and uh, ah, it's just a, it's a wonderful world. So we write about cool stuff. So come and visit us at our website. Uh, to get started, I mean, I talked about the tool shed, right? Yeah. So, oh, where do I even begin? So the it really like um one of the one of the cool things about Pocketsmith is that it adapts to how you want to use it. And so, first of all, I think what you want to do is to think about what you want to get out of the product. Are you looking to save a little bit more? Are you looking to just try to understand where your money is going? Yeah. You want to crush some debt. Uh, you want to see your net worth. 
give it a shot and and uh, try to solve some of these things. We're we're a tool for people who love making things. You know, if you're if if you're using products that are, they feel just a bit tight, that you can't really spread your wings to figure out what you want to you know like to to see the insights that you're looking for. We can do that. Um, can I talk a little bit about like some of the, the tools in the shed? Yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Like I think about like, hur, 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 let me walk you through the shed. So it's like <laughs> forecasting. We've, we've talked about forecasting to death. So this one makes us stand out from the crowd. And, you know, you're going you're gonna to love that. Um, like the thing that I love is the, um, the transactions. Uh, so the thing that I didn't want in the product is like one of the best things on the Internet that, that does what it does. So when you've got the transactions in there, we've got this kick-ass search engine that lets you find anything like you can, um, you know, pull up historical information based on your keywords, tags, labels, amounts. You can say yep. to the engine, hey, find me something in July between 15 and $35, you know, that was spent at this location. Boom, there it is. Nice. Um, and we've got like... Um, you know, what if scenarios? So you've got forecasting, right? I joke that our users, uh, they explore the multiverse. That's kind of <laughs> true because you, you can kind of create multiple forecasts. You, you need to be them. careful with that. My daughter is still, um, she's still so ticked off at Doctor Strange right now over what Which happened one? between Spider-Man and his girlfriend. Oh, uh, she's heartbroken know. about the multiverse right now. Just heartbroken. It, it's kind of rough, but you know, like with the multiverse, they could pull Spider-Man back into a place where everyone knows who he is. Yes. You know, but it, yeah. And I'm, I'm really hoping that's the case, but I'm ticked off as well. Um, <laughs> I've got hope. And this is the I'll let her know. Hoping. I'll let her know. Yes. Tell her that, you know what? Like today, when you look at your future, it's an infinite series of possibilities. Um, and that's what we're telling you. So you can create multiple forecasts and have different scenarios to your outcomes. Nice. Um, so like how big a car can we own? What if we dropped from two incomes to one? What if our mortgage repayments went up by 3%? Mm. That's me. You know, things like that. So you yep. game it out, game it out. And, uh, and so it's like a sandbox part. for your future and your money. Yeah. You can just because play around can, with it. Yeah. If you can make forecasts, I mean, why wouldn't you make a bunch of them? Right. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing that's kind of cool. We're like, we're multi-user with advisor access. So you can securely share your Pocketsmith account, not just with your advisor, but with your spouse and your kids. And this, this is a thing that most budgeting tools don't get right. They think that budgets belong to a single person when really yeah. they belong to a household. That's right. Um, we usually, like I, when I talk to people, so here, here's the question I'm going to ask you. Um, are you the CFO of your household? I would say it's supposed to be both. Like, really, it should yeah. be both of us. It and that's um, that's actually part of the problem, too, you find when somebody dies, right? Is yes. Exactly. When the CFO dies, that's a really big you know, problem. Who's taking care of the insurances? Where do we bank? What bills yeah. do we pay for, right? Yeah. Um, but commonly... Uh, you know, there is one CFO of the household. It's not a bad thing because it's it's like people's households. You guys are busy. All of us are busy. So it's a fair division of labor where, you know, one person takes care of the finances and, and the other person takes care of a bunch of other stuff. Um, that's OK. But as, as, as you said, as you pointed out, that imbalance of, of knowledge, uh, you know, disadvantages the other people. But also the, the household CFO, you know, it could be lonely. 
because you're dealing with this by yourself. It's, yeah. you know, you're bearing the load of the financial pressures and stress. And so this, there isn't a platform for commu communicating between spouses or with other family members uh, because most of these tools are like, you know, hey, Mint, you go to mint.com. I, I don't want to, I'm not hating on those guys. I think they, they, they were trailblazers in so many ways. Uh, but for a while there, you went to the website and it's like, I don't know, like uh, just someone laughing over a salad or running into the sea with a surfboard or it's like, cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but most households are, are a couple of people. Uh, if you're lucky, you know, a couple of people and kids. Um, yeah. So we actually have this multi-user environment where you can invite your spouse into your account, your advisor into the account, uh, and you can share the financial journey. And to complement this, we've got dashboards. And this works really well with advisor access. Like a dashboard lets you assemble widgets with reports that you want to see. And so you have a dashboard for bills and account balances, yeah. and another one that shows transactions, another one with the forecast. And what we've loved is that our users are making dashboards for family members. So a dashboard for the kids, just with a couple of budgets, you know, here's what we're spending on lunches, for example. Yeah. You know, start your financial journey like that. One for the spouse, because as we know, like financial information is overwhelming, right? And the spouse is really, you know, strapped for time, just the details they want to see without the information overload. Um, well, and, you know, and that's I, really I, cool because like it speaks into the whole problem of financial literacy. Mm. Um, the idea I've never actually thought of that, a, a program that lets you share with your kids what you're spending. That's I know. really cool. It's Are kind you, of like, a, yeah. And it, well, the, the thing is we're, we're kind of providing a canvas for our users to kind of put together. So you'll be thinking about, Hey, you know what, what, what could my kids really get a kick out of? Like, is it going to be a widget that just shows them whenever we went to, um, like to, 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 I'm trying to think of a brand in Canada. I don't want to say Tim Hortons because it just makes me sound so basic. I don't know. <laughs> Tim Hortons. I'm so sorry. Right? We love so it anyways. We still love Tim Hortons. So you're, you're allowed it's an institution, right? So, okay. So when, you know, if the kids love it, here's just a widget that shows you whenever we went and how much you spent there. Hey, guess what? Like last week we spent 50 bucks there, you know, and you've got a little note attached to it. And that's the other thing. You can write notes, upload pictures to transactions. Um, and you can like turn your transactions into sort of a, like an Instagram yeah. of your activity based on your money. Like, you know, that's, that's the cool. sort of stuff that we do. So, like we love making for makers and letting people just remix that stuff uh, and have fun with it. So that, that comms thing is something we're really passionate about. Like we, we think that that's the future of finance. You know, it's, it's about um, having the, the household CFO because I don't think that's ever going to change. And it's a necessity. I think it's a fair division of labor. But to have the household CFO be able to say, you know what, you guys, like have a look at this and, and have a look at this other thing. And, you know, it sparks a conversation that's going to be awesome. Well, and isn't that what the CFO is there for anyway, to provide data to the rest of the company so that everyone knows where we stand? Are we succeeding? Yeah. How can we rally around to make it work? 
the one what I kind of hear you saying is you, you guys have created a personal financial piece of software infused with creativity, yes. which is unique. <laughs> um, it's not rigid. It's you come into this thing and be creative. You make this what you want it. And we're going to be a tool to help you do whatever it is you want to do with your money. Share it with your advisor, share it with your family, share it with your dog if you want to, so that uh, he can see how much the food's costing every month. That's really cool. Um, we're almost out of time, but Jason, I want to ask you one more thing. Um, what resources do you have available on the website for things like training? Like, do you have videos on how people can get started that walk people through the software? Uh, what do you have yeah. online? So we've got this thing called a Learn Center. It's like an encyclopedia of all of the features in Pocketsmith. It's got videos, it's got animations, diagrams, that sort of thing. And just go search for, you know, how to use a specific thing because it, it can get pretty deep. Like, uh, you know, people, um, <laughs> we have what we have because we've listened to our customers and they have some pretty, you know, I wouldn't say wacky, but there are things that make sense, which is why we build them. So we've got like rollover budgeting, we've got roll up budgeting, multi-currency, base currency, you know, things that people actually want to use. Yeah. Uh, and so you go in and look for it. Like, how do I, you know, I've got accounts in Canada, the US and New Zealand, uh, and I want to see my holdings in Canadian dollars. Uh, how do I do that? So look up the Learn Center. We've got that. We've got a nice. Facebook group called Pocketsmith Pals, uh, and that's largely self-moderated. So you've got people in there asking questions of each other, supporting each other. It's a really great community. Nice. Uh, we have an excellent support team. It's something that most big companies don't actually offer, which is human beings who read support emails. Um, you know, hey, I'm 75 years old and I'm trying to actually understand my, you know, the remainder of my mortgage and and trying to repay this and sort this out. Can you help me out? That's the kind of query that we get. Um, That's cool. And our, and, our, and our people uh, are just super empathetic. And uh, and so reach out to them uh, and uh, and our blog, uh, you know, that's uh, that's a place for tips and tricks and stuff. So, you know, we're we're there to we're there to connect with our people. Cool. Well, I'm glad we stumbled across pockets with Jason. This has been great. I this is one of the times where I wish our podcast had video because I have never seen somebody describe cash flow management, personal finance with such joy on their face. It's been <laughs> just great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us on our podcast today. Thank you so much for reaching out. And, you know, we, we've really had a, a ton of fun uh, talking to you. And uh, thanks for having us on. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to The Clear Money Mindset. We at Davies Financial Sterling Mutuals are here to help you thrive with your finances. You can find us online at daviesfinancial.ca. For help with your personal finances, you can email us at office at daviesfinancial.ca. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and are for informational purposes only and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Sterling Mutuals Inc. Mutual funds provided through Sterling Mutuals Inc. Commissions, trailer commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the simplified prospectus before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.